Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Taylor Wilde. Welcome back to Wild On, Season 2, the podcast where you get the insider's view of the weird, wonderful, wild world of wrestling. On Wednesdays. This week's WrestleMania event was the first time in history that the main event was not only two women, but two women of color. Thank you, Bianca and Sasha, for propelling women's wrestling another notch further. Thank you for your tenacity, your resilience, and your fearlessness. Wild On is about inclusion, the celebration of the human side of wrestling. The WrestleMania event wasn't just important for women and people of color. It was important for humanity. Today's guest is a rapping, wrestling, high-flying, dangerous man with a mic in his hand. It's Wild On Wednesday. Impact wrestling superstar, ladies and gentlemen, my man, Chris Bay. Sometimes I wish I was young. I don't wanna get old. I drink till my brain is numb. So I can't listen what I'm told. Uh, I, I live in Vegas now. I'm from Virginia originally. I live out here. I moved out here with one of my best friends. I call him my brother, you know, because we've had each other's back for so long now. I've been here for four and a half years now. I moved here to start training to wrestle. And, uh, okay. Yeah. Hold on. What, you, wait, how long ago did you start training? Only four years ago? Yeah. So you've done all right. <laughs> We've done, we've done these. Chris Bay is just a baby. Like, you are, what, all of 20 fucking five? Yeah, yeah, all of 20 fucking five. That's me right there. Yeah. So so just imagine what I'm going to do at 26, at 27, at 28, 29. World's your oyster. I'm trying to have it that way, you know. I like, I like oysters. <laughs> okay, so how old were you when you were involved with WWE? I was... 23 about to turn 24 were you in developmental or you had just done a few gigs with them just uh just a few gigs the the one appearance on tv being uh 205 live yes but other than that just a, a bunch of extra talent work and you know staying in the circuit staying close never a tryout or anything of that nature okay interesting so where did you train in vegas future stars of wrestling there's a school out here that's taught by Kenny King, uh, Glenn Gilberti, Disco Inferno. At the time, Karrion Cross was like their big project at FSW. So when I got there, he was like the first yeah. person I met and me and him just, you know, bonded and okay. created a friendship off, you know, just being guys wanting to make, make money in this business and, you know, become stars in this business. Um, also guys like uh, the Whirlwind Gentlemen, which was a tag team here in Las Vegas. Uh, consistent of Remy Marcel and Jack Manley. Those guys helped me out a lot on my on my way up in uh, Sembodi as well. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Wrestling school I started with, the two owners at the time were Rob Echeverria and Steve Svekovich, and Sin Bodhi is his brother. I know Sin. He's... 
God, he's a road warrior. He he can't get away from this shit. <laughs> he cannot. It's it's crazy. He'll he'll go straight from like being on the road doing trips to teaching full length classes, you know. And yeah. you can't teach that, and you can't be no. more appreciative of that, you know. Like someone who yeah. wants to dedicate that much of their life to this, especially when they've already essentially done it, you know. Yeah, he's he's the epitome of a lifer. But he is like him and wrestling. There's no separation. He's just one but you know we we need those guys to keep us going we definitely do we definitely do so tell me about chris bay the musician my grandfather was an entertainer yeah phil flowers my uh it's my mom's last name and then my dad's last name is bay so yeah he was an entertainer and he used to travel the world and uh you know he, he he's performed with elvis and you know all types of legends back in his day and uh when we were really young when i was probably like my memories because he passed away when I was probably like five and I remember up until that point we would go over to his house and he'd have his uh, music equipment around and me and my brothers would mess around on his equipment and my mom would always tell us to stop playing around on his equipment but I I, I think since then music just kind of always stuck with me and I wrote like my first uh mixtape when I was probably like six wow yeah and uh I kind of just wrote and I would drop some music in throughout high school but as soon as I started wrestling I just stopped making music you know uh to fully commit to wrestling and trying to make a career out of that and then and then last year i decided to start recording and releasing again i felt like it was a good time but music has just always been a part of me uh i love to write i just love to write i love to write i love to record i love to learn new things about vocal chains and you know uh what i can and can't do as far as my ranges I hear you. I hear you. Hey, you, you get that part. Yeah. But yeah, nah, that that's Chris Bay, the, the, the musician. That's the, the music side, yeah. Who are your musical influences? I loved listening to like uh, a lot of different genres of music, different rocks and heavy metal and like pop, alternative. I was kind of, I had like a reggaeton phase. Ah, nice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We had a lot of beautiful Spanish women where I was from, so, you know, <laughs> had to do what I had to do, you know. I get it. I went down to Mexico for a summer, and then after that, my entrance music was, like, Gasolina. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm basically Latina now, so. Hey, hey, you finessed your way in there. That's all that was, a little, little bit of finesse. Nah. Like, I'm, like, a Polish white girl from Canada in the wrestling world. What was it like growing up in Alexandria, Virginia? Was there a lot of racial segregation? Was it a like a melting pot? There wasn't a lot of racial segregation. The where I where I grew up specifically, like Alexandria, there's a lot of Hispanic people. There's a lot of like white people. There's a lot of black people. Few and far between, like Asian descent or like um, yeah. you know uh, some uh, Muslim or Arabic people. You kind of get a good mix of everything. Right. It was very diverse, but the one thing that I experienced with the people around me was uh, people are very weird back there about support. Oh, like uh, you know, um, encouraging and influencing dreams. I, I always wanted to be a wrestler, so I used to talk yeah. about wrestling a lot. But that made me the weird guy. Oh, interesting. It got to a point where I kind of stopped talking as much about wrestling yeah. and started to shift my focus to other things as if I didn't care about wrestling anymore but mainly it was so I didn't get that backlash from the people who were judging me you know Hmm. it was weird it was weird like I used to make YouTube videos when I was like 12 about wrestling content and stuff 
I'd come to school and people would just like, bury me. And I'm just like, damn. The people online think it's cool. Like, I'm, I'm getting some viewers. Like, why, why don't you guys like it? But in hindsight, like, I understand it now. And I'm glad I've been able to leave and do some stuff because now, from what I've been told and what I see, the community that I'm from, I've made a huge impact on. And a lot of people out there now are chasing their dreams. And a lot of them are achieving, like, some, some big goals for themselves. So... That's great. It's cool that they look at me as like, uh, if he could do it, I could do it type thing. Because that's, that's the case, 100%. It just comes down to yeah. work ethic. Well, I guess in order to make change, you have to make people uncomfortable. And you, you can catch a lot of flack and, you know, haters. We see it on Twitter and social media. They, they really just fuel us at the end of the day because talking bad about me talking good about me you're still talking about me so. yeah 100% but that's that's interesting it, it sounds to me like I'm making a snap judgment that it's like small town mentality almost they yeah wanted, yeah yeah they wanted like sameness from you yeah yeah everybody's trying to be like the next person and if you try to be just a little bit different whoo I haven't <laughs> been back in a while but because of the the way I can see it on social media depicted, it looks like everybody's getting out of that mentality. And I don't know whether it's just how people are growing in the world or that specific area, but I'm glad to see it either way. And what about your, your family? Are they supportive of your dreams and wrestling? And were they scared? Were they... They wouldn't tell me directly those words, but yeah. you could tell by people's responses. Like, I would tell my brother, like, yeah, I'm going uh, to move out here to uh, pursue wrestling. And he'd be like... You gonna move <laughs> and do what and and how yeah. you gonna work and how you gonna and like or I tell my mom and she's like mm, all right whatever you know sure you right. are sure you are because all my life I talk about wrestling how I was gonna do this so like they got to that certain point where I just booked a one way ticket and then I was like mom see ya just booked a one way ticket it's happening now yeah my family were kind of still like yeah but then you know they 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 understand also how how much I love this so I think they uh. They learned to take me as serious as I was taking myself because once I left and didn't come back, then they realized, okay, yeah, this is serious. And then once they yeah. saw like the first title and then Impact and then Ring of Honor and then WWE, they were just like, oh, okay. And then they see like people they they've seen like legends who have endorsed me. They're like, bro, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, you know that's that's the grind. So and now my mom like she went from being like, oh. I can't, I can't watch what you do. I can't, to now being like, I can't watch what you do. But y'all can watch my son on Impact because he's oh. over there on Access. Like, she knows the time. She knows everything now. So she's like on it. I love it. Oh, that's wonderful. So you've turned them into your number one fans. Then. So you got, got to. You got to just do the work and let, let the work speak. You know? <laughs> so you've got quite a bit of ink. And you have quite a few wrestling tattoos. How many tattoos do you actually have? <laughs> This is a question I get asked a few times every year. And, <laughs> and you have no idea. They're all turning into pieces because in my end ah. goal, it'll be like feet to neck, like just kind of ah. like I'll keep the face clean, but like feet to neck. Right. So I guess like I would count this as the sleeve and hand piece is one. The chest piece that's still incomplete is one. This thigh piece, this calf piece. So that's four. And <laughs> Uh, my traps, I guess. I mean, I don't know if I would keep the count them in the uh, chest piece if I don't. Maybe five tattoos. Technically, it's like seventy percent of your body. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just for our listeners that cannot see, it's not five little dinky tattoos. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I got some little tiny ones. I I hide them with my bikini. Um. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just a 
little butterfly. <laughs> it's, an, it's an infinity symbol. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite tattoo? The one I just got on my hand is my favorite one. It's a, an eye and a clock combo. Oh, cool. It's the story behind it more so than just the tattoo that I love about it. I got it done by my favorite tattoo artist, Clean Rock One, who, if anyone is a fan of Ink Master, he was on Ink Master. He was, he was on like a lot of seasons, and I remember I would sit back and watch him in Virginia on the TV and just think about how cool he was, how good he was. And then I remember reading that he had a shop in Vegas, and the one time I came to Vegas for my birthday to visit, on my way to the airport, I saw his shop, so I stopped. He happened to be in there doing nothing. So we got to chat and I got to tell him like, yeah, man, like I've been watching you on TV. Like you're the sickest. And I was like, but I got a flight to catch. I'm going to come back though. And I'm going to get tattooed by you. And he was like, all right, whatever. So as soon as I moved back in the summer, he did my favorite piece that was beside this one, which is the 2314 on the uh, collarbone. He did that one. I remember like sitting in his chair, like telling him about how I wanted to be a wrestler and how I came out to Vegas to be a wrestler and how that's what I was going to do. And he was like, all right, sick, sick. Yeah. After 205 Live, he saw that, and he was like, yo, bro, that's, that's dope, man. And then uh, fast forward to me getting my hand done, like, it had been like four years. Oh, wow. We just were talking the whole time and catching up, and he was like, man, you really did it. Like, last time you were out here, like, you were watching me on TV. Now I'm watching you on TV. Like, it was just crazy how the, the tides had shifted. And then the piece yeah. is just about, you know, time, and, and the eye is representing, you know, uh, vision. I uh, wear glasses, so... You know, I, I got a good uh, idea of the importance of being able to see and live your life and open your eyes. You know, like a lot of people get caught up in, in tough situations that they have or, or hard jobs that they have to work or the people that's around them. But, you know, what I'm saying if you really just open your eyes and look around and enjoy what's yeah. around you and, and explore your options and learn how to navigate the world. And then when you start navigating the world, pay attention to it, you know, get off the cell phone for a second. Get off the social media. Because that picture you probably going to take on your phone of the sky, it ain't going to look as beautiful as if you just look at the sky. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you just got to look at the sky. And, and I, think, I yeah. think that's what the tattoo really represents for me. I think that's so powerful. And it's good to have that reminder. Yeah. I don't have that many photos because I just I want to enjoy it. Even if I forget the memory, I want to be there. I want to be in it. Yeah, you don't got to prove it to nobody. It's for you. Yeah, exactly. So that positivity, what is your most regrettable tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> Put me on the spot now, okay. I think probably the one on my left calf. It's a, it's just like some stars and lightning balls and cloud. I got it when I was 17. I got my first yeah. tattoo when I was 15, and my mom was so against it. And she was just like, don't get any more. And I was like, I'm going to get a sleeve when I'm 18. But... <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, mm, whatever. So when I was 17, I had some money saved up or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to get my calf tattooed because she's never going to see it. But me being 17 and just wanting to get a tattoo just to get a tattoo that wasn't going to be visible, I just got something random. So now looking at it, I'm just it's valuable real estate that I've taken up for my leg sleeve that I eventually right. want to get. So now I didn't even need it. It doesn't even have a, a, it doesn't even have a meaning. And not all tattoos have to have a meaning, but... I would like mine too, you know. I would like yeah. mine. It's oh it's usually that first tattoo that you look back on and you're like, fuck. The first one <laughs> my brother did for me and the only thing I don't mind or the only thing I don't prefer about it is that it isn't centered as perfectly as it could be. 
I like shitty tattoos. I'm all for a shitty tattoo. Oh, are you? Well, then I got this whole little... No, I'm just, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I like my tattoos, y'all. I like my tattoos. Don't put that out there. Don't, don't put that energy out there. You got tattoos? I didn't even know you had tattoos. I do. I have little tattoos, and they're all hidden, and they all have meaning. Like, I lost my babcha, uh, my, my Polish grandma on my dad's side. 10 years ago now so i had her name put on my foot because she was like a ballroom dancer and she never drove she walked everywhere so that's just her dancing through life with me i like it okay i, I just yeah. want to learn something okay keep going <laughs> and then i have a pound sign on the inside of my foot i moved to england a few years ago with a girlfriend we got matching tattoos we thought we were gonna make some money we didn't we both got bad breakups and like some PTSD we got over it though and I got blackout drunk one night and uh, there was a tattoo shop in the bar and I thought this would be funny yo so you must <laughs> you must love cats no I fucking hate cats it makes <laughs> no sense that's the irony I knew you were gonna say that I, I something told me that that's crazy but it's at least it's clean though at least it's clean and it held because that tattoo doesn't usually hold. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. At least it's clean. You look. I up. forget I have it, and then I go to the dentist, and they're like, "Do you want to talk about it?" <laughs> hey, have you been, you been writing inside of your mouth here? This is, a, this is a, this is a, this a barcode in here. Is this... you need some cream for that. Is this your identification in here? Meow. What's new, pussy cat? Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's new, pussy cat? Whoa. And Taylor made questions. I ask all the boys. I ask all the girls. So if they feel a little bit feminine, just just make it your own. What do you What do you ask the men? You didn't You didn't clarify what you asked the men. It's all neutral. It's I ask all the girls and all my boy guests all the same questions. Well, you said boys. You didn't say men. <laughs> Wanted to specify. You know what? Really, it's sexist either way. Women and men, not boys and girls. There we so. go. I felt like I was in a classroom for a second. I was like, damn, this is taking me back. Are we ready, boys? We, we are ready. Um, okay. Name one beauty product you cannot live without. One beauty product I cannot live without? Yes. My beard oil. Perfect. Yeah. What is your favorite exercise? I would probably say uh, lateral raises. What is your biggest pet peeve? Biggest pet peeve. Okay. Uh, I hope this makes sense. Uh, oblivious ignorance. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I feel like I that's one thing I hate for sure. I hate messiness as well. Like people who don't clean up after themselves or like, yeah, that that, that makes my skin crawl. <laughs> Contrary to what you said, uh, I hate bad tattoos. You hate bad tattoos. Mm. It irks you. It, it irks me more so when people <laughs> voluntarily get them, knowing what they okay. could get. You know, like I think that that more than anything, because there could be a story behind why a tattoo is bad. But if someone willingly, it's like, ah, I'm gonna go to this person who has a bad reputation and does bad tattoos and get a bad yeah. tattoo. Then I'm just, because oh, it's, it's valuable real estate. It's your skin. <laughs> You got to take care of that. You know what I'm saying? The, or the market price value going to go down. You got to take care yeah. of that. I, I should have prefaced that I love bad tattoos so I can laugh at them. Okay. 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 You're evil. You're evil. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm okay with it though. Who is your celebrity crush? Ha 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 Can I pick two? Yes, of course. Iggy Azalea. Call me. You feel me? Uh, <laughs> 
And, uh, we'll tag her. It's fine. We'll, we'll work this out. One time, Demi Lovato. I know you. I know you're listening. You know what I'm saying. I was Thank watching you. Camp Rock when, when my <laughs> when my guy was playing the guitar for you. I know how to play that song too. So just let me know if you want to go on a boat ride, and I could do it better. <laughs> I could just do it better. That's all that is. That's all I'm saying. I feel like I could just end the episode right here. This has just turned into like a Chris Bay hookup with celebrity episode of Wild On. Just line them up for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do, you know. You've actually just given me a really good idea for an episode. So we will revisit this. Excellent. I love to hear that. <laughs> what is your favorite band or artist? Uh, my favorite band is uh, Alter Bridge. I love Alter Bridge. Really? Interesting. Yeah, I, lo- I love Alter Bridge. Yo. Like, I dream of the day that I get to... um do a collab with Miles Kennedy and Mark Tremonti specifically the guitarist and the uh, lead singer just because Miles' voice is just like angelic and then Mark's guitar skills are up there you know as far as like artists uh, individually Post Malone and Drake for sure yeah gotta love my homeboy Drake got to he doesn't miss he doesn't miss at all (laughs) no he doesn't he's done all right for himself (laughs) trying to do that okay do you have a secret vice like drinking glass of wine in the shower? Uh, dang, drinking wine in the shower—that's a secret <laughs> vice. I, I guess, binge watching things on YouTube, falling down the rabbit hole of weird like surgeries and stuff. Oh, interesting! Literally every surgery you can think of, I, I, I have watched it, and I will watch it again nine times out of ten. Like, I don't know, it gets it gets weird, you know what I'm saying? First, next thing, first thing. Like watch, looking at a video of a car or like a music video, and the next thing you know, you're looking at someone getting their foot amputated. You're just like, <laughs> yep. But you're clutching your foot the whole time. Like, you don't want to watch, but you can't not watch. You're already in it. I'm looking away while looking directly still at it. <laughs> oh, thank God for YouTube. What would we do without it? You know, like you can you can find everything on there. It's true. That's really funny, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) What wrestler has the best entrance music? Aside from myself? You can just say yourself. I wish more people would say themselves. I I truly think, as much as I love, like, especially Impact, like, Rosemary, I love her theme song. I like TJ's song. It's pretty cool. Moose has, like, a cool vibe on his song. We have a lot of cool songs at Impact, but, like, for me, like, when that... When you hear that, all I really need is one shot. Now they trying to get their hands in the pot. Come on, come on now. I just, I just, I just, I just want to, I just want to paint a picture real quick before I go any further. I just want to paint a picture. <clears throat> Chris Bay is the hottest free agent, right? People want him over here. People want him over here. People want him over here. Impacts on. And next thing you know, you see a vignette. And you see that joint just flashing colors. All you hear is, all I really need is one shot. Now they're trying to get their hands in the pot. And you see Chris Bay's name come up on screen. And then the last thing you hear before the vignette ends is, now they want to sign him. Come on. Come on. You can't, you can't beat it. It's poetry in motion. What more do you want? It's poetry. Because all, all I need is one shot. Like if I lose a match, like, <clears throat> which rarely ever happens, if I lose a match, all I need is one shot, like one more shot, but it's one shot. You feel me? Like it's all it actually takes. I think I got the best music. I'm sorry. You do, you do. That's that's the you should feel that way about your music. Like this is, you know, you feel inherently connected to it. Because you have to feel like you the moment you walk through the curtain. You can't feel like someone else and then get in the ring and then be you. You know, like you have to. Yeah. It has to all be congruent. Okay, what is your drink of choice? <laughs> I've been heavy right now on. Um, 
the Rosada bottle. I don't know if you've had it of uh, mm-hmm. Moscato. It's a it's a wine, a white wine. Ooh, you're another wine drinker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classy and shit. Are you a wine drinker as well? Am I a wine drinker? You you like red. You like red. <laughs> I like red. I like yeah, red. Yeah, see, I knew that. I knew that. I can enjoy a good glass of red wine if mm-hmm. I have like a nice steak to eat with it. I wouldn't mind yeah. like a glass of red wine. But other than that, my guilty pleasure right now is that Moscato. I have like. No lie, I moved in here, and um, and this is going to sound bad to people who, you know, are just hearing it, but if you look at my lifestyle, you'll know I can do it, because I work very hard, and I stay in the gym, and I take care of myself, but I moved in, I moved in this place in uh, January, and I have, like, already, like, I think I counted the other, like, 36 bottles of Rosada that are on display in my kitchen that I've been through since I've been in here. People are like, what, 36 bottles? And I'm like, bro, you don't understand. I'll take a whole bottle of that to the head and then write an album and then wake up with no hangover, go to the gym. Like, it's great. Like, yeah, it's, it's great. But if you haven't had that, you should try it. I'm going to try it. And I'm with you, except I'm 35 now. I'm not 25. So this I don't feel the hangover shit doesn't exist. Listen to me. At, le- at least you look 25. You have that <laughs> That's where weed comes in, and you got to put a little less wine in your system. <laughs> I dig it. Okay. What was your most embarrassing moment in the ring? There, <laughs> there was a time where I was doing a tryout match for uh, Paul London was there, and like, uh, yep. it was very early on in my career, and it just couldn't have been set up in a worse way. It was the day before my 21st birthday. My brother was coming in town to watch me wrestle for the first time. And uh, I show up. I forget my stuff, my clothes. Uh, Shout out to Maserati. She's an independent wrestler right now. She's the FSW Women's Champion. She just lost the LVW uh, Women's Championship. But she, um, (laughs) she had an extra pair of shorts that she let me wear. And uh, when I tell you that these shorts were like extreme nut huggers. <laughs> they, they, it was basically like I was out there wearing drawers. Like it was, it was kind of, yeah. but then I'm like, it's wrestling. So we're all kind of right. wearing underwear anyway. Right. Like totally. it, it doesn't totally. actually make a difference except these are bright pink with the trim in it. So I'm doing this match and like, it's a tag team match. And my first spot, I'm supposed to come in and like fire, 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 like give a, a couple boots to the gut. Yeah. First boot I threw to the gut, I just slipped and took a back bump. Oh, no. <laughs> now I'm laying here in these little-ass shorts, like, just blew my whole hot tag, like, laying there on my back. I'm like, oh, man, this is... And I'm just thinking, like, yeah, Paul London's never going to like me. He's, he's never he's never going to think of me. And I, like, look over, and my brother is looking at me and like, kind of does the, the look away type deal. And I'm just like, damn, this would happen to me. Like, on, on today of all days where the importance is at the highest, this would happen to me. I've never told that story either. So if well, anyone if anyone comes to me with that story, I know where they heard it at. Now I know where they heard it because that's an exclusion. Hey, come on. Hey. Hey, what you know about that? What you know about that? I know lots of shit. Okay, okay, shit. So last one, finish this lyric. You used to call me on my cell phone. Dun, dun, dun. Late night when you need my love. Call me on my Yay. cell phone. That's the generator. Late night when you need my love. And I know when that outline blink. That can only mean one thing. 
Well, for someone I've never met in person, I think myself and Chris Bay had quite the Bay Day. I respect Chris Bay so much for pursuing all of his passions, be it music, wrestling, leaving his home of Alexandria, Virginia, which was small town, tried to keep him down. He fled to Las Vegas and as a young man, just 25 years of age, he's come to extreme success in the professional wrestling world. And I can only imagine he's gonna make the same kind of impact, no pun intended, with his music career. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and you are enjoying every wild on Wednesday. But if you're looking for more, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RealTaylorWild. That is wild with an E. As always, I could never do this podcast and wouldn't want to without my badass punk rock girl band, The Wild On Team. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the queen herself, my all-around go-to woman, Rochelle Duras, my public relations queen, Madison Galshani, and my homegirl marketing specialist, Rebecca Levinson. Thank you all for your hard work. I love you guys. And until next week, stay calm and wild on. Let's get wild!